By the way. Yeah, what here? happened? What? Pete officially has died. He's gone. Thank God. He was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do have something. We have a dark arts chant, actually, to bring Pete back. All right. Yeah, we'll see if you it know, works. Careful what you wish for. Ex exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. In this seat sits Skeleton Pete. We recite these words till the deed is complete. Jesus, Moses, Thanos, and Thor bring Pete back in the flesh once more. Oh! Holy oh, shit. Oh, my God. It worked, Carlos. I'm here. The dark arts work with me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're doing Vampire's Kiss. Nicholas Cage. Let's go. Welcome back to SOS VHS. Today, we have a very, very special guest, this skeleton uh, who has become flesh. Uh, and we're talking about a very special movie in his heart, uh, Nicolas Cage's uh, 1988 uh, Vampire's Kiss. So, Pete, let's maybe start there. But why? Why this movie? First off. Okay. Oh, yeah. Remember, I have a Spanish wife, right? Yes. So, Arriba. arriba. Abajo, al centro, para adentro. Muy bien. I didn't know that. Who wants mm -hmm. a Nick Cage coaster? <laughs> oh, I do. Thank you. I'll give you the Vampire's Kiss one. Oh, lucky. And I'm going to take uh, Con Air. I just have him like on a red carpet or something. That's from my home. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Fancy. Yeah, so why? why? Why this movie? Why does this movie have a special place in your heart? Well, during the pandemic, uh, tough times, right? Mm -hmm. We're all locked down. Um, it was a hard time. My friend had, I mean, not to be gloomy here, but my friend had just died from COVID in March. What they're going to say from a vampire bite. Yeah. No, from a, from a real bite of a virus. Uh, wow. Oh my God. Not the vampiric virus. No, 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 no. But the China one. <laughs> God. Um, mm -hmm. So that's how, that's how it started is, Hey, locked down, just feeling, feeling bad, you know, don't have that sense of community started a Nicolas Cage movie, uh, weekly Serious? movie. Um, every Thursday we called it caged in because of the lockdown mm. Cool. with my friend, Michelangelo and his girlfriend at the time and my wife. So we zoomed him in and we started watching Nicolas Cage movies every Thursday. Um, we saw about 30 to 40 movies. You're a good friend to have during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool of you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, my friends didn't do. I watched. Wait, no. What? What I you watched watch by yourself? Just movies by yourself? No, I worked at a dog rescue, so I was out. I was like uh, one of parties and stuff. I was. I was not undoing. Oh, Carlos, we're so surprised. <laughs> parties? Yeah, you can. There's no one out. You can party and. Yeah, but you're supposed to. That was a time where we were all supposed to. I wore a mask. Obey. You, you, you social distance for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. You the were gays don't didn't take part in you know social distancing. <laughs> there were parties still. <laughs> yeah, or, they already have their own diseases. They weren't afraid of COVID. <laughs> true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> true. True. Yeah. I, very, I, very I, I, I've I've seen it with my own eyes. Not the virus, but the the partying. Yes. Yes. But okay. So you're you're caged. Caged in, and this movie pops up, and this movie was was uh, one that popped up, and we instantly all loved it. It was just crazy, wacky, you know, 
unrealistic acting from Nicolas Cage just just out of this world, right? And it clicked with us like this is the Nick Cage movie. Yeah. It just it, it repre- it's all him. It's all him this this movie. Absolutely. He becomes the 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 creator of this movie for sure. And the voice was his choice is what Pete was telling me. Is that yeah, the the but the wait, before we get there for I I think I mean this is a cult classic like movies like The Room so it they do have a big following but it's not mainstream. So for those who haven't seen this movie, can you tell me a little bit like what's the basic plot of this crazy movie? So uh, Nick Cage is this kind of disillusioned, you know, um, lonely guy in New York City, um, you know, picks women up and ha- has these kind of like, uh, I guess, little one night stands. He's looking for love kind of, but you don't know that he's just kind of a guy out in the prowl, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he, you know, basically brings this woman back and there's a bat that shows up in his apartment. <laughs> And he's somehow oddly turned on by the bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is like, which he tells his therapist and he's like, yeah, but the bat gave me this feeling. So right off, really weird. He then goes to another nightclub, finds a, a woman that looks just like the woman he had brought back, a different woman. Yeah, he has a type. Yeah. And she turns out. he's white woman. <laughs> yeah. To be a vampire. Flash dance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jennifer Beals. <laughs> yes. Yeah brings her back and she ends up biting him and he loves it. He kind of see this sort of like <laughs> orgasmic state that he's in, right? He's just like, oh, oh, he loves the bite, right? It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm getting bit. He's yeah. enjoying it, right? right. But um, isn't that part of it? When you get bit, you like, like it. Right. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I'm finally home or something. <laughs> There's, yeah, something, it was, it's sexual. It's yeah. very right. sexual. They're vampires. They're yeah. always sexual. Yeah, they're very sensual beings. He is getting penetrated. Yeah, <laughs> yes. he's getting pegged in the neck. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So he, so Nick Cage gets pegged in the neck, mm-hmm. and then he slowly just loses his mind. He's he's becoming more and more just erratic in his behavior at work. He's starting to feel weird. You know, he's a, almost allergic to the sun. All of this stuff. He just starts to unravel more and more as the movie goes on. And he takes it out on his poor, poor secretary, Alva. Mm-hmm. And he just gets to the point where he's just um, lost his mind. He's talking to a wall at the end. So it's all this uh, this idea that this vampire is torturing him. She shows up throughout and kind of says, hey, like, you know, you're my, you're my, I don't know, sort of. Lover's lace. Something like that, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he's just tormented by this woman and, but also torments Alva, so there's a lot of this weird, just uh, tormenting in the movie. But really, it's Nick Cage who's tormented, but he, you know, takes it out on everybody around him. And it's just a very weird, strange movie that's all in his head. And it's just the acting choices in this movie are so surreal and different. After watching it a second time, I went, this isn't bad. It's just different and i love nick cage going in a surreal non-naturalistic like way with this movie and taking right. it over as his movie his choice yeah and it's and it's brilliant it's amazing it's it's something i've never seen before where I would, where an actor just goes 
hey, I, I'm going to do everything here. And you're just going to you're along for the ride. And that's yeah. how you feel with this movie. Feels like a crazy version of American Psycho. It is. It yeah. has a little bit of elements of, of that. I, I I saw a lot of movies while watching it, you know, kind of like in it. Oh, yeah, of course. And his choices. Uh, obviously, like you said, like it's a non, non-naturalistic acting, uh, which is a... I mean, Nicolas Cage is a pretty method actor, I, I would mm-hmm. say, but also has these impulses of, of being big right yeah. like big acting choices it seems to work though yeah because he's so talented he yeah he's he's in, he's insane he's yeah. insane uh uh insanely talented that's yeah. what i mean he's yeah. also insane probably but <laughs> yeah he, he probably is doesn't he, i think he's like one of the first actors i ever heard of that had a dinosaur like t-rex. the dinosaur skull yeah right. that was, it's a t-rex that right? he yeah. bought that was illegally that was stolen and <laughs> And and he's he was he was born into the into Coppola's. this family right like his his uncle is Francis Coppola, he gave him a a, a huge star with uh, Peggy Sue got married, mm-hmm. um, and and a couple of years before this he did After Hours with uh, with Scorsese same writer and, and there's the same writer so so Joseph Minion wrote After Hours, which in a way is a similar uh you know it's a, it's a dark New York. Mm-hmm. New York in the 80s had to be. I mean, I never lived it, but I, I, I've heard, right? Like, and I've yeah. seen all these movies. Pretty shady place. It probably still looked like it did in the 70s when Taxi Driver was filmed. Yeah. Right. And and it had all these, like, darker elements. I, I Joseph Minion, the, the writer, was going through, like, a, a, he, he was in a very toxic relationship when he wrote the script. He was on vacation and shocker, right? Yeah. And, and, and Barbara Zitwer, yeah, uh, who, producer who was also a producer in the in the movie. Mm. Um, so I think he poured all of that stuff into the script, and Nicolas Cage for some reason connected so well. I mean, if you, I I, I saw recent interviews. I said like, well, this is if not one of his favorite movies, if not his favorite movie of <laughs> everything he has done. That's amazing. It's, it's a lab for his acting and everything that you see afterwards, you see kind of like derivative, yeah. like maybe a little less, but like doing a lot of the things that he does in this movie. Yes. And if you see something like Face Off, you can see exactly. The origins are all yeah. here. It's all all in here. And yeah. like the most recent movies even, of even, course, more, even more so. Know. So I, I think in that in that way, it's, like, it's insane. He, I think Nicolas Cage is in... A movie lover like all of these actors from this time, right? And he yeah. loved like silent film. Maybe if uh, uh, you know the movies are in the twenties and the thirties in in Germany, the, there's this movement called the expressionism, where like yeah. Nosferatu, Doctor Caligari, where acting is non-realistic and mm-hmm. is more like an idea. And then I think he mimicked himself after those actors. It's just like in a modern world, he references them too in the movie. Right, right, and and therefore I f- I feel like the movie flopped because I don't think audiences were ready for that. I think it became a call later on. Agreed. It's too too much, too unexpected. I think he his acting choice was like ahead of his time. I feel like um, right, like uh, when great basketball players enter the NBA, you can yeah. see the origins of what they're going to do. So Steph Curry is the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Yeah. When he enters the league, he's not hitting those numbers yet, but he's attempting them and he's getting close. And I feel like that's what Nick Cage is doing here. He's Nick, getting close. Yeah, because he wasn't yet a big superstar. You know, exactly. he could still do those scenes in the streets 
uh, where he's going with his like uh, the steak, steak and, 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 and talk to real homeless people yeah. and people didn't recognize him yet. You I know? love that he's trying to like have someone kill him with the steak. It's right. so dramatic. I'm sure he had so much fun doing that. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, they, they say that they, he kept in character. Of course. Although it was this over the top. He doesn't like the, the, the term over the top. I mean, the critics for for this movie were were really bad and like people really pound on on the movie and talking about like that bad, makes sad shit crazy time. you know over the top and he he had a great response like and he said something like oh show me where the top is and i'll tell you if i'm over it or not mm-hmm. which i think i i, I like a lot because it's yeah. like no i'm creating my own reality yeah and this is a choice and and the director went with it and y'all don't get it and it's fine and and yeah and people didn't get it uh i mean it is difficult i don't think it's a movie that even today will be mainstream because it goes yeah. into territories that it pulls you out of the narrative. Right? But we're it's, used to it now, though, at least. And yeah. So we can like adjust our expectations, which is definitely what I did pretty quickly when I realized, oh, this is a movie where Nick Cage is going to be doing his Nick Cage thing. So I'm going to enter that world. Yeah. People think that this is the most Nick Cage movie of all time. You know, I, I wonder if Nick Cage took over this movie because uh, Robert Bierman is a. Uh, was kind of, I kind of did a little research on is it was a new director and it, yeah, maybe he's sort of movie. like oh that's interesting if it was like Scorsese and he did do a movie with Scorsese bringing out the dead right? yeah but like Love that movie. it's it's Scorsese's call working with the Beerman's like probably like Nick uh, oh go ahead yeah sure you know he's kind of let Nick it seems like a powerful yeah. force that he's going to take control and maybe a new director is kind of like oh yeah cool I mean you know I. Obviously, both uh, Joseph Minion and Robert Bierman uh, didn't have a big career afterwards. They they did things, but yeah. it was one of the kind of ruined. Oh, them. you're saying Nick Cage ruined their career a little bit? Yeah, because Nick Cage has his own thing. But I do feel, and everything I read about it like, was like they were more or less on the same page. Yeah, yeah, and and it, <laughs> it, it seemed like right. Bierman wanted to, and he was fighting with uh, producer uh, Barbara Zitt, where she's like, I, I'm tired. This guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. He's ruining the movie. He's doing this faux British accent. Was she not right, though? <laughs> but she's like, what's yeah. going on? No, because she's yeah, like, in her way. She quit. Plot. After this, this is the only movie she ever made. <laughs> she quit, and then she actually uh, opened a literally agency, which I am. Um, yeah. Uh, a talent agency? Uh, no, a literally agency. Lit- like like the one. Oh, a lit literary. agency. Lit- I thought you said literally an agency. No, 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 yeah. no. A lit agency. Basically, what Nick, what Nick Cage character Peter uh, <laughs> so works So she went at. crazy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's an interesting choice, because in a way, if this is like a if this is a vampire Dracula movie, you know, the castle yeah. now is, is this the high rise, high rise yeah. in New York city. Yeah. Which kind of like mm-hmm. the, the, the atmosphere inside, you can feel that it's a lot of realism in the, could have in been the cool things added to that. Like they could have shown gargoyles or something <laughs> like there's little things. That, yeah, we're sure, trying to rewrite but it. They, they went into the, into the most like, okay, this is a world that is dark inside and, and, Film is the same way. I imagine all the, you know, the, the power struggles. Yeah. Things that have come out way later. You can recognize like the abusive bosses and the. Yeah. You know, I did like the shots of the New York buildings in the beginning. Mm. Makes you feel oh, alienated, yeah. right? It's kind of, it kind of reminded me of uh, Antonioni's films with architecture and that alienation in those Italian films of just feeling disconnected. Using architecture, using that to to kind of alienate and kind of make you feel like 
not connected with yeah. the city. And I like that. Like when you when you first get into this movie, you're like, okay, I like how it's kind of starting. It's eerie and shots of the building. It feels you're kind of in this great. It, it sets a good tone, and then you're slowly in something where you're like what am I in here? Why, why yeah. am I here? And it kind of shocks you. And then you're like, once you accept that Nick Cage is just going to do him, you're like, I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm in for the ride. Go ahead and take me there. Cause it's yeah. Movies it's used to do that. They used to open with like shots of cities. Yeah. Like, the, Die the, Hard the, three. It reminded me of the Die Hard three opening. There's that. The, <laughs> for, for a long, long city. time, movies had this like kind of like a slower, intro credit sequence oh i thought about that literally yesterday not even the credit sequence just movies used to be slower there was like this well, beautiful patience for 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 sure like the pace has been you know quickly as as we get more sophisticated as we don't have you know but what about even the hateful eight it has that really slow opening right but i think with it with the idea of the credit sequence that i i always like is that think about it going to the movie theater mm-hmm. you know like you you sit down you get into the mood of of watching yeah. a movie you know like I, is that beginning of like okay the curtain is, is opening and then guy Ritchie just did that get into it and then the movie starts now most movies have the credit sequence at the end and if you watch it on a stream in the moment the first credit comes in like you know the movie disappears and it's a bummer i it, so really yeah too excited but i was gonna say guy Ritchie's uh maybe two movies ago i think with uh matthew mcconaughey it yeah. was a. I saw it was like uh, the, the gentleman. Yes, yeah. That they had a crazy like James Bond like, like opening. The, the song is pretty cool. Too. Yeah, love the gentleman. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I definitely definitely uh that has changed and then it, it feels a very eighties movie. I know it's eighty eight, yeah, but everything about it like wardrobe style even just things being like corporate new york is it's, very 80s it's very 80s like you know working girls another 80s movie that happens in that same environment that that uh and it's it, it, it feels very similar but uh in terms of alienation i feel like new york because my experience in new york obviously is a little bit later yeah. but it was more like connecting with people i felt like i'm, I'm in the capital of the world you know yeah. there's every culture here Oh, this tell that movie, to Putin. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or Bin Laden. <laughs> sure. But it is God, an icon. <laughs> an icon for that. And I think yeah. that's why it's like a good target in terms of like, okay, it, it does represent like Western civilization right after World War II, like Paris mm. becomes, you know, like Europe is destroyed. So all Paris yeah. was the center of the world becomes New yes. York. And now New York is this place where like everything's happening, every culture, every every even Every- Weekend at Bernie's was like a New York corporate movie. Yes, yes. They were and, like two guys struggling. <laughs> but it has that dark side in, in, in like every big city, you know, like the homeless, the it's so expensive, the crazies, the alienation. And this movie is more on that. Crazier than Los Angeles, I would say. I even um, when I was there, gosh, earlier in the summer, maybe three months ago, four mm. months ago. And I went to go get pizza by bad, myself. Bad friends? Yeah, we were there, we were there, we were taking a break between two bad friend shows for like three days in Manhattan, and I was just getting pizza by myself. Yeah, uh, maybe one in the morning, and like a guy like with a bloody head just came up to me, and he was just like, uh, "Someone just beat me up a couple blocks away," and I was yeah, like, "That's shit. a bummer, bro." And I gave him one of my pizza slices. Yeah, and then he said, "I used to be a college DJ," and, I'm, <laughs> and I was like, "DJ." podcast producer is this me oh, no <laughs> this and i like your kinda, i was a little afraid i was like 
be gone now right demon <laughs> oh my I, the, the, yeah. the weirdest thing that i that to me uh that i experienced in new york and i think it summarized what new yorkers are but like i was on the subway um <laughs> it's always a subway and the subway yeah, is insane it's, it's so insane. efficient and then you have everybody you know come you know it's not like Pizza a like, rat you but this naked guy <laughs> okay it starts running from Sully. car to car and i thought <laughs> this is insane and, and funny and <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the thing that shocked me was like nobody cared exactly yeah. nobody looked up yeah. if you were reading the newspaper and it's like okay well this city has seen it all and that uh but did NBA, you care? i did yeah <laughs> <clears throat> You're about to throw up from it. About <laughs> yeah, it. Like You're Nick like, Cage in Vampire's Kiss. He's always he's always gagging in that movie. <laughs> That's such a weird choice. Yeah. I love that choice to always be kind of coughing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, my, choice. Hey, that's yeah. my choice. Nick now, Cage is I... rubbing off on you. I like it. Yeah. Can I can I give you guys uh my uh there's yeah, there's definitely a printer on this island. Yeah. Um it's nice. my drinking game during the pandemic. Okay. okay. I drank a lot, just like everybody else, but it, always with the Nick Cage Not movie, me. we had a drinking game. You didn't game. drink a lot? So I, I created a uh Nick Cage drinking movie for anybody that uh wants to watch this. Drink for any weird acting choice. Be drunk by well then two you're you're in. yeah, yeah. Two minutes in your yeah. drink anytime Wasted. Nick Cage yells. Drink anytime anyone says bad or vampire. Drink anytime Nick Cage commits workplace harassment. Drink <laughs> anytime time. contract or or a copy of the contract contract is mentioned. Drink anytime you see vampire teeth. Drink whenever Nick Cage drinks. Drink whenever Nick Cage eats. And take a shot whenever Nick Cage eats something that's not food. <laughs> Be lit. Yeah. Although, fun. who defines what food is? Mm, well, he's eating he pista does. pistachios is food. He's yeah. eating pistachios. Yeah, roaches I love food. pistachios. Roaches is not food. Unless uh, you're like in the a, Philippines. A pigeon is not food. <laughs> Come on, Andres. Like, we know what food is. <laughs> we know. We all know what food is. <laughs> the, script called, the script called for him eating a, a rotten egg. And he thought that was not shocking enough. And that was the only change that the script had. So it's one of these movies that the script... One from the writer to production, no rewrites. That is I not find that good. Amazing, right? <laughs> I would thought you would have thought Nick Cage like, hey, I'm gonna change everything, and that's that's bizarre. And like he that only changed that that thing, and 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 he was so scared of roaches that said like, I want to eat one, and I want to eat a real one, and I'm gonna shock the audience. I mean, I think people that's will be shocked awesome. with a lot of the choices in the movie, but that one is definitely one. That is awesome. Two takes, I roaches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like we did that's that on good. Trash. That's Nick Cage. Didn't we do that on Trash Tuesday? Kalila ate a. Uh, she's scared. She was. She's but not a live one. No, but didn't Annie also? Or no? yeah, Annie the water too. water bugs. Who, water like bugs. A little okay. Bigger. Yeah. But it was alive. He had to grab it. Yeah, I love and that. Ingest it. I love anyone who goes all the way in art. That's why I like the shows we work on. Right. I, I we like Bobby. Exactly, and I feel like I always try and like think of that when I'm ever at work with uh, here or on the road or something. Yeah. I never. What? There's it, no limit. No. And I feel like there can't be, or at least for me personally, I don't want to have a limit. I just don't want to uh, have a day where I'm like, I should have said that. And that's why I'm not in a certain place. Yeah. We talk about this. I don't remember in which episode. No, the idea of like method acting versus just like Showing uh, up. being being an actor that can like do the job, but disconnect mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. you know? And I think like Nick Cage is more on the on the first cate cate category of like you know he's gonna go all in. I love that. 
So I love anyone who goes all in on anything. Yeah. Like people who are obsessed with their job, whether it's like being a football player or a nurse. Like I love people who are just obsessed with things. Yeah. Like, and people that are original. Nick Cage is one of my favorite actors because he's just nobody is a Nick Cage, right? You, I just he's his yeah. own style of acting, right? He's his own brand. Yeah, I do think this movie is funnier than American Psycho. It has so many similarities in my mind, and I'm like, I think it's so different because American Psycho is more like a satire. It's it's, it's ironic. Wait, it's more satirical. Yeah. It's also written by like a super classy gay guy, and you can like it, see that like in it, which I find fascinating. You know what yeah. I heard that Christian Bale studied. Uh, Nick Cage and, Va and Vampire's Kiss for his role in American Psycho. See yeah. what we're talking about. Connections. We did it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it does make sense. But Nick, and I think Nick Cage is such a, the problem with him in terms of just, he's like that he's not a chameleon the way that you would say like a Daniel Day-Lewis is like, oh, sure. he doesn't disappear in the role. Mm -hmm. He is a star mm -hmm. and then the role has to be molded to his personality. I true. think but I think that's very true. It's he's and he's uh yeah, cuz it's he's self he's self-aware of his his choices like this is my brand, this is how I'm going to act. Right. And the director kind of has to accept that you can kind of work with that like leaving Las Vegas, right? Still mm -hmm. has that he, eccentricity he, but but even in Face Off he's nuts. Face Off but it right. works with the script or the but, rock, the rock. He's just like a nerdy like scientist guy and like I remember at the beginning when he's like I'm obsessed with the Beatles and he's like right. going crazy on the guitar. But he, like, <laughs> yeah, he was able to take I feel like he called this movie a lab for himself, a lab in terms of acting uh and experimenting things that then he would take to like super big blockbusters and he made it work can you imagine uh superman yeah i mean you have a, a flash of him in the, in flash. the flash i know i got so excited did you guys that. know that he was uh gonna be cast as aragorn in lord of the rings oh did no you hear about that mm -mm. no that they were looking that was i don't know how much time they were actually devoting yeah. to that they probably but, offered or yeah, it was very interesting how when you see the story of of um, you know, and, casting and how much of a look, difference would so be. He would have ruined that usually, movie. Yeah. <laughs> he would have ruined Lord of the Rings. I, I mean, it's not, it wasn't the right choice, right? He, he's not the right choice for those movies. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, it has to be a movie that, you know, where like this type of acting doesn't hurt the movie, you know, in yeah. a world where like, I think casting pretty much unknown people in Lord of the Rings was a good idea. He's yeah. inspiring to me though, because I feel like you could have made fun of them, all these different things for doing those, uh, these movies where they get paid a million a week. We see, right. you know, who even does them is like Adrian Grenier from Entourage. <laughs> like you see these kinds of movies now where they shoot them in Eastern Europe real quickly. Yeah. But I got to say like Nick Cage, he still seems to be himself. He's still in the zeitgeist. Like he, it's like, you can't get rid of him. Yeah. He's almost like a roach. He's in 107. <laughs> you like know what I mean? He is a roach. Yeah. He, he is very passionate about movies. He's like I love Bruce it. and these actors that grew up loving the art so much that that's they live for the for it. Where does he live? This, he probably has a house here, but I wonder where he lives most of the time. I don't know. I was assuming that he would live in LA, but yeah. But he could, but he strikes me as someone who's a little out there who's like, oh, I also have like my own island and like the, yeah. you know. And he's yeah. Spain. Right, like, he, and probably, probably, you know, yeah. maybe anyone that buys dinosaur Italy. bones, yeah, has crazy property. Like he I also bought uh, two uh, king cobras, oh my, and God. they kept trying to attack him, and <laughs> finally he had to get rid of them because his neighbors complained. Yeah, that's so funny. It's like so, that's so he's that 
he's this crazy person on the screen and he's actually that in real life as well. He's I just love that. this character in real life. Yeah. And that's DiCaprio why he's so fasc- that fascinating. He buys crazy stuff. DiCaprio has a, a dino. I, I don't know if it's a T-Rex, but I know he has a dinosaur or a dinosaur skeleton, but he also has. Um, why? Why? Why because you, you can't, yeah. you know, when you get to a certain level, I feel like. He, he brings back a 25-year-old, like, look at my dinosaur bone. No, I <laughs> think it's just too much money. Jake Paul, or Logan Paul, has a dinosaur, too, God. in his living room in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Just put Crazy. it in a museum, man. It's not collect. <laughs> I think that's where they'll actually end up. Right. That's Who knows? Who knows? Be. But, yeah. I um. So, going back to, going back to Vampire's Kiss, what do you guys think of, because Nicolas Cage was dating at the time Patricia Arquette. That's oh, right. Wow. She was 19. Uh, I mean, she, he's 23 in this movie. He's he looks 23 older. years old. Yeah. He looks older. I think like it's just the times have, are, are different, but he's only 23. 23. So it's crazy. And he wanted Patricia Arquette to play the vampire. Can you imagine like, <laughs> like if I met a 23-year-old right now, I'd be like, get out of my face. Right. Like, I'd be like, what? Like you're a kid. And he was already on the rise you know like he wasn't yeah. a star like we said but he was he was coming up yeah of course. yeah he was doing was that around moonstruck he just did moonstruck yeah that was before yeah okay moonstruck was he just before. did yeah. moonstruck uh actually their agents and his agents and managers didn't want him to take this movie you know oh shocker they wanted to go, <laughs> to go into i think he was ready for a big hollywood movie yeah imagine and, trying to control imagine being his agent in right 1990 <laughs> And he was like, I I forgot what is the song that he sings at one point in the movie. Oh, he okay, yeah, he sings oh. some sort of song, but it costs the production ten thousand dollars <laughs> exactly because he's humming something. He's making his morning coffee. It's when he's making his morning coffee. Oh. Like the copyright, you know. It's, that's when I tell you. So that's the why we copyright music. We cannot use some bad friends. But that's why we. This could, thing. So we all um, we tried to sing. We are the champions. And yeah. Andrew was like, "Don't do that." <laughs> and the, I. <laughs> I was going to ask you after, wait, that would have cost us money? Pro- probably would be a way uh, we could get away with it in, in, in our format. I didn't but... know you couldn't sing it even if you're not a professional singer. Right. Like... But yes, it's it's a, it's incredible. Yeah, I think he got he got paid $40,000 and he's, he bought his first, like, you know, sports car. 40 grand for this movie? 40,000. Yeah. Which yeah, I heard that. That's, it's 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 a good chunk in. I mean, in, that's in really like, but, but like that's like thirty two thousand though with taxes. It's not yeah, a lot. But he di- didn't do it for the money. Of course, Obviously, yeah, he probably he, grew up super he rich. He loved. He was obsessed with this role. Joseph uh, uh, Minion was gonna direct this movie, and then he was too close. They he had just broken up with with uh, the producer, okay. <clears throat> so he didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage dropped. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, it's okay. <clears throat> Did you get bit here. earlier? Andres oh, it's fucking It's not a gay virus, yeah. but it is. Oh, no, it's not happening. the gay virus, the vampire virus. <laughs> We're going to look so, over at Andres. He's going to be like this. We're going to get flagged for calling something a gay virus. No, no, we'll, we'll <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> um, But yeah, basically, so so Nikit's drop of the movie when yeah. he realized that. Here, fix your hair a little bit. That. Joseph uh, Minion. I, I think you're turning into Nick Cage here. Yeah, you're. By the way, I like your hairline a lot. Look at he's he's slowly Thank unraveling. You, Carlos. Yeah, it's happening. It's I the wish... Nick Cage effect. Look at this. <laughs> yep. I wish I had. That's that pretty hairline. good. I always want it. That's like the one people buy. Yeah. The you one buy this hairline. No, no. Okay. <laughs> if you're bald, if you're like really going bald, they buy that one where it's on the front. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. 
Wait, I'm you just, should you should buy a. Uh, well, really, we want Pete's. Yeah, yeah. He you has should great buy Italian hair. I great Italian. It's so it's yeah. Why don't uh, you grow it all? I would just grow it out like Dave. I got Paul a lot of grays, man. My two kids. It looks so good. Okay, look, Carl's Girls my like hair that. was pitch black before kids, and now I'm just it's all the grays came in. I love it. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a touch of gray. Is the salt and pepper? Yeah, Clooney. Gray's a good look. You're not yeah. going gray at all. You no, it'll happen. It'll happen. Give it, yeah. give it another if year. If you grow out this, you see, yeah, it's a little gray. I want yeah. more. Yeah, I'm getting there. I like, I do like the grays. Yeah. You're right. I, you should, what you should do is not get a, a, a wig, but like just a patch, like the <laughs> like a Rob Corddry. Oh yeah. So yeah, there's ways. I mean, to... everybody comments on your hair. I know. I just gotta and leave. But it. I like, you know what, Carlos? I like it. I like your you confidence. Confident. I really. You no, have I... to be. If I wasn't confident with this hair, I would be on the street sweeping something. <laughs> like that's like... asking for someone to kill you with a stake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Juicy said? Uh, we were all talking in the car, like driving to Cleveland, and. It... And I was like, we were saying who would be good looking if they were trans. Mm. And Bobby was like, he, Bobby thought he would be ugly. And I was like, I think I'd be good looking. And Jetski goes, you're really confident, Carlos. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, really? I am? I didn't know that. Yeah, yes, you, you are. You are. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Like Nick Cage. Nick Cage is very confident. And, uh... very, that's, and that's the thing. At 23, right? He does this movie. And he's calling the shots, right? He's that's the insane. one that's like, I'm taking control. Because of his uncle, though, right? Like, oh, I guess that, that's right. When yeah. you have that confidence. I mean, that's crazy yeah. confidence to even but have But at, at the age. same time, so he changed his name. He didn't want to be uh, right associated with mm -hmm. Coppola. But we which all I respect. Know, we, we all know in the industry, but I'm saying like in terms of like oh, yeah. perception of him. But the industry is all that matters. That's like Sheen and Estevez. <laughs> right. You know, like. Yes. Yes. You yeah. you, you have an in and obviously he wasn't his uncle's movie. But he proved himself pretty well. And, and in this, in a quick period of time, he worked with a lot of great directors. He made a lot of good movies. Mm -hmm. He did it true to himself. He won an Oscar. And actually, instead of taking more roles like that, he went the opposite direction and became an action hero, mm -hmm. which is like also very atypical for his personality and everything. Uh, I feel like he, he did it. He And now he went down and up and sideways. You know, he has he's done everything. He's an American treasure. Yeah. You know how many movies he's done? How many? How many? 117 movies he's appeared in. Yeah. Jesus. 117. So he takes a lot. Of the roles. Rock is one of my favorites. The Rock is great. Dude, you fucked up that guy's Ferrari. You fucked up I, your Ferrari. It's not mine. I mean, that's uh, I was I was a kid when, when those movies came out and I, I the Jerry Bruckheimer productions, you know, I was looking forward to all the action movies at I the was time, obsessed. you know. Like, Armageddon, all on air, you know, all yeah. of those movies were like, wow. My dad had he worked at Michael a hospital. Bay. Like really close to NASA, yeah. Like when Armageddon was out and everything, so we would go there on his like lunch break. Yeah. So it, you didn't mind this slow motion shot of everybody lined up in that movie? Oh my god! So <laughs> I did not like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't like slow motion. Like, know, trying know, to get you shot. It's <laughs> like that's not like how they would show it on the news. Like when guys are going on like spaceships, they're just walking, dude. No, I, I I love all those movies. I think looking back at that, I feel like they age a little bit. You know, they're not um, Armageddon. Yeah, all of the oh, all well, of the action. You know what? You know what doesn't. Time age for me though which i saw recently was face off because it's john woo it's very mm. stylized yeah. 
Yeah. So for because some reason, Face Off was off from that that type. It, it was. Wasn't, it wasn't. You know, it's like John Woo was a different style. You go back and you're like, oh, yeah. this is just. Fun. I like his brother in it. Oh, Nivola, Alessandro uh, Nivola. He's in that movie Laurel Canyon. Yes. Yes. Have you seen Laurel Canyon? Castor and Pollock's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. You're saying <laughs> the Those are their, their I like names. the guns in it. You know what's funny is Love. I went to the weed store the other day and I told the security guard, you need one of the face-off guns. <laughs> so I always ask him, I go, what kind of gun you have? He showed it. This Mexican guy showed me his like, uh, Beretta. And I was like, dude, face-off? You need the gold one. Yeah. Hey, you, Carlos, you, I love you, man. You just go in and you're like, hey, what kind of what gun kind you of got? Gun? Yeah. Oh, I always ask them about their guns. Like, I love seeing them in person. I'm, I'm afraid of them, really. I've had gun right. violence in my life before, so I'm a little iffy, and I don't want, like, my own weapons. Uh, but, like... I love them in the f- fiction, you know? Yeah. I, I, I love the action movies and the and the big explosions and all that in the movie. Will in real be, life, I, I am okay with what that. What would you do if I, for Christmas, I got you, like, a bad friend's gun you know like it was like it said like you might not know this Mm -hmm. but i'm a gun owner oh hell yeah and uh the first thing producto de de españa exactly (laughs) no 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 but the the first day i became a u.s citizen first day my papers came in (laughs) i was kind of kidnapped and uh by certain people and brought to a gun store Okay. And forced to buy a gun. Wow. Oh. With my constitutional right. Yeah. That's when you really became a citizen. Right. That's, that's when you officially how, became a citizen. In California? Yes. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yes. And I shot guns like early on because like, you know, I love the, I, the idea of it is fun. Like the, the action yeah, of it is yeah. fun. I don't like it as a, as a social issue in, the, in this country, but yeah. I understand why people like them and they're cool. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't buy an AR-15. No, I did not. And and also it's just this thing where like, you know, I, I grew up in Europe where like, you know, guns are illegal to own unless you you know, for hunting. Which for... is insane. Like I can't imagine a world where there's not guns. Ever. You know what? Right. And but then you don't have shootouts. You know, you don't yeah, I have know. uh I know. So tying the movie and guns together, there's there's this Chris Rock bit where he's like he says, just charge like $1,000 for the oh, bullets. My favorite. Right? I love that. Like, just yeah. charge a, like a bunch of money for the bullets. Don't make guns illegal. Just make Shit. the bullets super expensive. Yeah. In Vampire's Kiss, there's a gun, but no bullets. Yeah. <laughs> so she's just carrying around this thing, uh, Alva, and the he secretary, he's right? He ha- right? They have blanks. And it's just, it's blank. She doesn't, so, and it also. That's what the, we that, buy for you. That scene. <laughs> the scene where Nicholas T- Cage takes the gun, puts it in his mouth and it's blanks and he keeps firing and then he goes and doesn't work. He's trying to kill himself and he goes, boo-hoo. <laughs> he literally says boo-hoo. It's, that's so weird. Incredible. And it would kill him like Brandon Lee died that yes. way. Uh-oh. My mom would tell me that story all oh, the time. Brandon Lee. Oh, I yeah. Re- remember, like, yeah. They, they actually, I mean, we have. It's Rust, a famous story. Rust, it, uh, just, you know, uh, I know. If it, was, if it was Alec Baldwin doing it, he would have he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. fired. Alec Baldwin's oh, watching man. it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, those accidents bad, are bad No, it's terrible. okay. It's okay. He, he's are... in trouble still. Baldwin. Yeah. I mean, it's a, what a tragedy for, for that's, no reason. That's, for that person who died, can you imagine getting killed by it's Alec Baldwin? It's a little sad. God. But also it's like, you know, why? 
And then he looks at the camera and it's like the 30 Rock. I don't want to say that, but the the AD AD in that movie were with me in one of my movies. Oh my God. That's so funny. To a certain degree. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. Should uh, we do a Rust uh, podcast? Yeah. (laughs) A Rust review? Yeah, we watch Rust. No, but we just watch. It hasn't come out yet, has it? No, we have to review it. Right, right. When it comes out, it's probably going to be bad. I just feel it. Oh, of course. We will. But, we'll um, give it a shot. <laughs> so, yeah, I got it. I got it. I think the, the boohoo, the I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. The, there's so many awkward moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. What What is the, your guys' favorite line from the movie? What is a line that just you just busted up laughing at because it was so aw- awkward or weird? To or me, is the, the, the ABC moment. I think is, that's my favorite moment in the whole thing. The, the, me too. It's too good. Would you say like Filin? You know, I'm I'm paraphrasing because I cannot do it, but maybe Peter has yeah. a good memory with this thing. Like, how hard is it to file? It, it's alphabetical. It's a, a B C. And he just goes F G H W. Yeah, that is like uh, seeing the birth of a star. It really is. And if like in 2023, like he's like a giant nebula now. Like right. that is the moment the but star is born. The, the moment that he finishes the the A B Cs and he says like. I never file anything. Yeah, I, I never file anything. And he does he all does this. this. He 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 crosses his arm and does and his nod puts like it back in the, in he, his hips and, and is like yeah. It's it's an incre- incredible choices in that. I love the fact it. that the director won on board. You know the the writer at this point was out. Did he have a movie. choice though? That's I mean the director. Do you have a choice when you're dealing with someone like Nicolas Cage? Or did that's, just that's what to... I was saying. Like the director's yeah. like, it's hey, it's really... kind of his movie, and the director's on either on board with that or not. And the director's like, okay, it's yeah, we're I'm gonna really I'm gonna have power with him. You. Look, I, I I you guys bring a really good point. I think like directors will say, and I agree that like eighty percent or ninety percent of directing an actor is casting, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the once you made that decision, you are stuck with that person, right? So. So many famous moments in movies like Francis Coppola hire um, uh, Marlon Brandon for Apocalypse Now, right? And mm. He appeared with his head shaved, shaved and all that. And didn't know the lines. Like, okay. Can we just go over that real quickly? <laughs> that he had the lines put in through his ear. He doesn't say them half the time. Yeah, he starts um, mumbling nonsense. He's overweight. He's beyond, yeah. yeah, he's like very overweight and he wants to kill Dennis Hopper the whole time because Dennis Hopper is really on like LSD and I'm pretty sure the rest of the actors are as well and Marlon Brando is over it. Yeah. He's like, I just want, oh, and then he gets paid a ridiculous amount a week, right? Right, but, but he's I think such a force of nature in 500,000, I think. And, and that is like, you know, if you see the, even the Godfather, right? Like you, you see the the people have uh, the lines reading on their shirts, mm-hmm. and so he's crazy. reading lines. Or Superman is very famous. He has that one scene in Superman mm-hmm. in the beginning, but he's the first name in the credits. So and is he like Bobby? Is he just <laughs> is Marlon Brando the Bobby Lee of acting? Of, of, yes, just a force of nature that shows nature. up at the last second. But yeah. he's so good at it. But the idea of like, okay, now he made that choice and. What can I do as a director? I can fire him, but if I need to work with him, we need to understand each well, other. But I imagine what Nicolas Cage that they have to have a conversation about this movie before we should. What yeah. was the Val Kilmer movie Brando was in? It was in the nineties. Oh, it yes, was in the, the Val the, Kilmer the, documentary, the, the Island of Doctor Moreau. Yes, and yeah, they were the there's remake. that I'm, Val Kilmer documentary that I loved, and they sh- and he's shooting his own <laughs> footage on set. 
and Val Kilmer's in a really bad mood and he's zooming in on Brando's uh I mean, at that point Brando looks like a mommy but it's not Brando that he's shooting he's shooting the double and he's going yes. we don't know where Marlon Brando is who's this guy yeah <laughs> It's a bad movie, but it's a, yeah, it's a I, remake of a good movie. I'll say the Val Kilmer documentary, I fucking loved it. I mean, he's a, he's a... I cried in Top Gun. Yeah. I mean, that guy... I, they brought him back for that one scene. It's like, it's a tragedy. It is. Even him and Heat. Heat, you know, I think... But he's such, he's so perfect in it. He's like the California guy, the criminal, and... I, I like him in Heat. His yeah. son's a good actor, too. Yeah. He was in that... Uh, uh, it was like uh, like an A24 movie. Oh, James Franco made a movie like 10 years ago uh, oh. that takes place like in Santa Barbara. Val Kilmer's son is the lead. Uh, I see. Robert Schwartzman does the music. Former Trash Tuesday guest. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah, good music. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll find the name for you. All these Nepo babies. Uh, yeah, that's right. the way the world is though. Yeah. I mean, look at, uh, you know, we have presidents that are Nepo babies. It's whatever. Yeah. No, everybody, I, I do respect Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is a Nepo baby. He, yeah, he just he, is, right? Yeah, but, but I do respect his ass. I do respect him going, I'm Nicolas Cage. I'm carving my own path. Sophia Coppola, Jason Schwartzman, also from that family tree, also carved their own path. I mean, yeah. they, it's, it's crazy. It's that crazy. family is, yeah, incredible. There's a lot of talent, but they have the opportunity. They, that's yes, cool. but you still have to make the shot. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a, it's, there's no denying the yeah. talent. And it's like... Because Sofia Coppola is an incredible talent. Yeah, and Francis Coppola, I mean, he's he's a force of nature too. I love him. He and he, he went lost bankrupt weight. a couple times, and he was able to come back, you know, and became a millionaire a few times, and then yeah. ruined himself by putting all this money in movies. It's cool. The latest one is right now. Is a, he's making an a hundred million dollar movie. Oh no! All of his money is on it. Oh no! It's a lot of faith. He he's he sold his vineyard. You know, he built this thing. He will not make it years. <laughs> Is and that's that that that's what filmmakers do, right? It just there's a an addiction to it. Like I yeah. I yeah. I mean, people, we all love movies, but like to actually make one, right? You go through all the stress and strain, which so, you know about. Yeah, yeah, and it's so tough. But then you're like, let's do that again. It's uh people call it a drug, and I understand the similarities. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse. I think it's a virus. I think it's like yeah. an incurable thing. You know, it's like because it's so competitive. You're beaten, and then you are a vampire, and you're yeah. you know that's it. Is it because it's so competitive too that it even makes it harder <laughs> to like create your art? I I don't I don't know what it is. No, obviously it's so hard. You need so many people. There's so much money. When you make a movie, do you have something you want to tell the world so badly? That you're like, I'm going to bother people for money. I'm going to make this. Like, is that what, because I always think about that with art. What do you want to say? That's what I would tell students. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's different approaches to it, I would say. Yeah. I think the ones who end up making it are those people who really have something inside that needs to be said. Yeah. It's like true art. I love that. So imagine all the people on Vampire's Kiss putting their their (laughs) heart into it. Yeah, this is a $2 million tears. And then Nicolas Cage comes in with his faux British accent and his proud surrealistic German expressionism type acting yeah. completely off the wall. And everyone's going, oh, all right. Uh, yeah. I'm working really hard. You know, I, I kind of feel for, for Zitwer, the, the producer, I kind of understand. I would probably be there like, what is he doing? Because it's it, you can't understand it, I right? Yeah. It doesn't it make sense. Fun, Depending, but, you know, look, at <clears throat> if you... If he would have taken this role literal, 
Right. This script is a pretty mediocre script. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nothing about this movie plot-wise that makes sense. I understand the metaphor for relationships and things like that, but it would have been, you know, it would have died there. It would have been dull. It It didn't have the writing like Brett Easton Ellis's script. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And and the thing about if you see After Hours, uh, also not a brilliant script, but like Scorsese takes it to a different level with his visuals. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I know that the gritty and the New York uh, darkness is in in both movies, and yeah. I I feel it in the movie. But I think it's Nicolas Cage's choices that makes this like you exactly. know survive exactly. But at, I'm saying at the time people were like, oh man, like this just seems like but it's the, not gonna. I'm telling work. you that the, the the creative team, the director has to be on board because if not, this movie cannot be made like that. I think he bullies them a little bit because but he is only 23. Did you, How could he do that? Okay. Right. So I, I I heard that there was uh for the bat. He was so obsessed with the bat he was so that it was fake. Yeah. He wanted to get a real bat, of course. But so he had this assistant assigned to him, and he sent him to like Central Park with like a broom and a cooler to get a live bat. <laughs> he couldn't get one. Then then he found out he could get a legal one of course, from, from Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. And then then the producers uh Barbara Zitwer is like, "Okay, we're not we're not going to FedEx a bat from Mexico to get yeah. a real bat." The insurance rate would go. They up only too. convince him saying, "Look, they, you could get beaten and you can die, you know, like yeah. from But uh, he probably does. Yeah. I but mean, he that, was he was that committed and that uh which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I love that. Like, I love the commitment. I think that's what you see in the movie. Definitely, it's, this is not my kind of movie. I, I think it's too self-aware. I love mm. to get, lo- you know, to get lost in the narrative and not to be reminded constantly that I'm watching a, an artifact, you know, and that is a, that's so artificial. So I watching i liked getting lost in the performance it's like yeah. we weren't going to get lost in the the movie the story etc but for yeah. me it was like watching uh an art like i don't know it's hard to explain it's like it's more like a performance you know like 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 i just want to watch like, that only yeah 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 like it, okay i saw a broadway musical with hugh jackman like a year ago yeah i only watched him and it for me that was the best part right and it was so great watching him i could see the spit coming out of his mouth when he was singing yeah and like that was what i was focused did you, on did you catch it with him <laughs> i went ah <laughs> and then his wife saw me and she was like i knew he was gay we're getting divorced <laughs> right then yeah uh, no but i think like I, to me this is closer to like an art museum performance you know someone like going taking these choices and making yeah. it so he is mm-hmm. captivating you you're watching him and you keep watching do they show this in acting classes yes or no I don't think, look. No, I think he took what traditional naturalistic, because I think like the, the idea of acting, even back in the 20s and 30s, like mm-hmm. people tried to act natural. What happens in the theater? It's like, it looks boring. Well, but in the theater, when, when you see someone so far away, if they're very natural, you can't see the performance. So exactly. they need to be bigger so I can see it everywhere. Now and I need to, 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 uh, project in a way that people will hear me. So I when, noticed that about his performance, how like you could watch it on mute and know what's going on, right? We right. talked about that before, but he's really doing it. He, like his he, eyebrows shoot up. He's he commits to this thing that is against the norm, right? Against what like it's not a real person. This person, right? This type of person doesn't exist. It's rare a performance is so good in a movie that you could literally place it on a stage on Broadway or at the Globe Theater or something. Right, it would look 
fucking it would still be good yeah but i think you have to you have to adjust you know for different mediums it's not oh even, you don't have to adjust in this one that's how crazy his performance right, is, right? yeah yeah i mean his performance is crazy i'm just saying in terms of like usual natural performances even in a movie an actor might need to know if you're on a close-up or course, if you are in yeah. a super wide shot, yeah. because in a wide shot, if you're gonna see a, a, an intimate moment, then he might need to be bigger. Mm. And if you are very that. close, I was on a close up last year in a movie, <laughs> and I was like doing something weird with my tongue, and yeah. everyone got mad at me, and they were right. like, and then the close up got cut. I was nervous. Yeah. What did they? What was their you know instruction to to you with your tongue? I think it was no. They didn't give me instruction. They were like, look, like confused or something. But I right. was like doing something like a nervous tick with my tongue, so I'm not an actor. And like, I think everyone laughed. At I mean, me that's a terrible pitch. note. To uh, I mean, the thing I think directing is really hard. Yeah, you know. But the most difficult thing when you talk to an actor, actors do not perform emotions. Emotions you can be sad in a very very different way than I am sad. Mm -hmm. You know, so they. Performing is about acting. Acting yeah. mean action. Physical. They need things, action. Yeah. So you need to convey an action, mm -hmm. you know. So you can tell someone to pace back and forth. Yeah. But you cannot tell someone to be nervous. Yeah. Because that is not going to be something that you mm -hmm. can. So it takes a lot of time to translate mm -hmm. the language, you know. Uh, and, and and then you need these action verbs, they call them, right? Like verbs that imply like, hey, go seduce that person. Yes, yes, yes. Which is different than flirt with that mm -hmm. person. You know, you can see the degrees of, yeah. uh, uh, you can dial the notch up, you know. Um, oh, speaking speaking of anyway, seducing. Yeah. The scene where he's with uh, Jennifer Beals or Rachel, the vampire, to get turned on. Yeah, I, I, I know. got... <laughs> Hot. He asked for hot yogurt to be poured on his toes. So funny during that scene. Yeah. How does that turn you on, Nick? But I. What is so that? What is that real? That? Is that is that? I don't him, know. Like fucking with everybody. I I I, actually, I have no idea. Like, I actually have no take on it. He didn't I'm, want her on the first place. I think she doesn't do a good job in this movie. No. I think she's very bland mm -hmm. for a vampire. Even her lines don't make sense. Yeah, it's just yeah. She's she's dull compared. Yeah, I mean, when you have somebody like Nick Cage, right? Her, she's feels she, she's pretty in that eighties way, yeah. right? But I don't think she's like the the sexy vampire that you would like go crazy for, you know that. But I like Pete said, isn't it a little? It, it does feel like next to Nick Cage, you'd have to be Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know yeah. What I mean, like literally, like speaking of which, unbearable weight of massive talent, right? That's Nick? what I'm saying. He was good next to him. Oh, he you need you need too much. I yeah. mean, I love that movie. Nick, whoever whoever created that movie yeah. or, or came up with the idea of that was like Nick Cage is here as oh this I know who did it. It's Esther's uh, fiance's friends. This guy Kevin, he made uh, I think it's like a ghost show with Adam uh, Scott and uh, Craig Robinson on Fox. But uh, the guys who wrote that are like good dudes. They're like cool guys. Lo yeah. But I but love that idea of taking that right. powerhouse and so, that is Self awareness that, that, of course, it works for him really well. And he <laughs> does have the guns from Face Off. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, the <laughs> Desert Eagles. Like <laughs> oh. I just love that movie. Because as, as a Nick Cage, if you're a Nick Cage fan, you yeah. got to see that movie. Because it incorporates all those so movies good. in that, and you know Pedro Pascal being a super fan, I just 
Lo- you know what my that. favorite Nick Cage movie is still is a uh, true, uh, not true detective, uh, bad lieutenant. Port of Call, New Orleans. The lieutenant with Val Kilmer. That yeah, it is a wild, tripped out movie post Katrina, nasty, humid cop yeah. movie. It's I, awful. I I like a lot of his movies. It's just one of those things that it needs to be. I need to be in the mood to watch something where I know that I'm not gonna be able to forget that I'm watching a movie. It's a different know? movie experience, right? That's why. Look, yeah. During the pandemic, we did the cage. We did, you know, a drinking game. Like it's it's that kind of. It's a like yeah. a how. What's the craziest Nick Cage movie we can see? And it's that, right? Um, you know, and I would I was gonna choose The Godfather here. Okay. For this, yeah. right? You know. <laughs> Different movie experience. You can't. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't compare, right? Still in the family. Yeah, exactly. Still in the family. That's my favorite it. movie. But this is just a different experience. You're seeing something that's unusual. Oh yeah. Um, that you and don't it's, usually it's the get. most memed. You know, I think even if people haven't seen this movie, they have definitely seen that meme. Seen oh meme. yeah, that's right. The famous memes from it. From 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 yeah. Because yeah. That's right. It's like, with the big expression, right? Right. Yeah. That those those so eyes good. and those. Yeah. 23-year-old young Nick Cage. He looks good. Great hair. You know, <laughs> Great can, hair. Can I say my favorite line of the movie yeah. actually doesn't come from Nick Cage. It's when he chases Alva into the bathroom, right? And oh my he's God. trapped there, whatever. And, the old, and there's this old lady in there and she walks out and she goes, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's also, so and, weird that when he chases her. It just any, and then there's another scene where he's in the bathroom and he thinks he can't see himself in the mirror. Oh, where am I? And some guy goes, you're in the crapper and I'm trying to take a dump. Yeah. Yeah. He's so mean to Maria Conchita Alonso's like character, Alba. And it's one of those things where uh, I felt those scenes were very realistic in the sense of like mm, abusive capturing like, a, a, I don't know, the literally the lit world yeah. as well. But I feel like the, the film world has been like that for, for so long, you know, the assistants and the bosses and the constant abuse yeah and and after that bathroom scene that yeah that one that follows in the boardroom with all the guys yeah. going oh she tried to ask for a raise after right. that uh, that's Jesus. hilarious peter what you did and I, i'm like oh, i think that's fuck? ahead of its time i think yeah I, I think yeah i think today you watch this is like wow oh, so much truth in in all of this stuff yeah have you guys ever had a peter lowe type boss no, I've had pretty chill bosses. Yeah, I've never worked with people that, I, like that. Well, I had some tough bosses when I first moved here. Yeah, but to the level of a verbal abuse and I've been constant. verbally abused. Yeah, uh, yeah, by manager. Oh okay. my god! When um, Mark Norman came and did uh, Trash Tuesday, his publicist Matt Lebove is the same one who fired me mm-hmm. in two thousand nine or ten. One of those years. What did you do? I didn't. Oh, Andres, I promise. I promise I didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean. Okay, this is what happened. I'm like nervous now. Right. (laughs) All right. So What did you misfile? You misfiled something? It's so easy. We got all these Pineapple Express DVDs, and some were for clients that weren't even there anymore, like Bradley Cooper, Brad Pitt. Sometimes they weren't our client that month, and I was like, well, Bradley Cooper doesn't need a Pineapple Express DVD, so I went, this is fucking mine. And immediately Matt was like, that's for clients. And I was like, he's not a client here anymore. 
went off on me and they were just like we can't be with you carlos mm -hmm. yeah one dvd you're still i promise DVD. it was one dvd and pineapple express i met bobby like uh four months later and my life changed actually right yeah from pineapple express you saw yeah i saw bobby and i was like i need to go where that guy is that guy in that one scene <laughs> yeah. and then there he is and then you try to re return the pineapple express dvd and and he just goes too late too late <laughs> yeah which we've had tough bosses yeah matt lebeau you canadian fuck <laughs> now you represent stand-up comedians no movie stars anymore jeez carlos <laughs> clip it <laughs> i was like cut it out but no clip it. um but yeah that's it the the abuse the workplace abuse which you know you have to drink every time he does um is unbelievable it's it's so it's hard to watch yeah. But if, if he wasn't so cartoonish and you, you could laugh about it, it would be really hard to get through this movie to see the torture of this poor girl in this workplace. Yeah. And, you know, she's crying about it. She doesn't want to go to work. This boss is really harassing her. Then he shows up, you know, I brought soup. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it doesn't start like a real thing, you know. It, that's why I feel like this part is, is, is done from a place of knowledge. Like, okay, he's asking for a pretty simple tax. Find this. I mean. But it's what drives the whole movie? Year, yeah. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Of, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the terror. That's the part that's like the story of it. It's like the the contract it's drives a 20 the whole year movie. old contract that she needs to find because a client wants to frame it for some reason. It's a stupid plot point. That's such point. a thing that would happen at Bad Friends. We need to frame Right. Something. Yes. But it's a stupid plot point to drive a movie. You know, you of have course. That's... That, <laughs> That that whole that because that's his whole day job, right? The night job is like finding love, I guess. But and that's like why you do more than one draft of a script. Uh, yeah, because change honestly, like in movies, changing the story and like those little like moments, it, it was not that hard. It was a different time. I feel like you know they wrote it like two weeks of writing. They liked it. They went on production. But it, it was a different time, but there's no way Netflix doesn't still do that because there's. <laughs> I think they do the third draft, like because okay, in a feature you yeah. need what eleven drafts. Depending 15. on who does it, but yes, but, usually you get a lot of drafts in. Yeah, yeah, and that makes it better, more honed in. More, like if you just start shooting your gun, you'd be better on week three than day one. Yeah, yeah. Usually, yes. I think there's some some people who are. Can you bring your gun writers. to work? Yeah, I want to see it. Oh, bring it to Bad Friends, and we'll replace the fake one with the real one. <laughs> That'd be insane. Put some blanks in it. We get big numbers on that one. The yeah, that's a Bobby Lee. That's. A <laughs> I chased Bobby around with my gun. Oh, my God. Revenge. He would actually, that would be funny. Andrew would yeah. get mad at us if we had a real gun. And then Bobby <laughs> you. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Which, you know, but I, this is why I can't have one. Because if I chase Bobby with a gun, I would actually shoot it. Well, the the problem with if you get, enter that game is either it's going to be for your life eventually. Some of some of you will shoot. Oh, yeah. But like. And not if, top Bobby. But if I, yeah, if I was running with Bobby, I think I would shoot like at the ground and be like, dance, dance. Oh, you guys would be like doing like gun chicken kind of thing. Oh, yes. yeah. Exactly. Oh, and like the police would show up in five minutes and they'd be I like, could see you obviously guys you're that. arrested. Yeah. Oh, that would be so fun. We need guns for bad friends. But one thing, one thing about this movie that tells me that obviously the director, the writer, everybody's on it in this kind of, I don't think it's surreal in the sense of, 
what the surrealism movement was, I think is more on that expression is like non-naturalistic yeah. world, is that he has a Kafka uh, picture uh, frame behind him in, mm -hmm. in his office. Hmm. And to me, that's like a, kind of like a wink to say, well, we are in this world mm -hmm. that oh, I didn't notice is, that. Uh, is not realistic or it goes, you know, you can talk about these themes as in a metaphor, as an allegory or whatever you want to call well, it. Well, it doesn't feel like a real place yeah. anyway when he's running around with the stake. The NYPD would have pulled up on him. Like, right. that's something we all, I like that we think about that. Also, bringing it back full circle, metamorphosis, <laughs> cockroach. Right. It's it that, all it's it right. all it's all there. Yes, exactly. That's that's what I'm thinking. That there is that that type of direction of saying, "Hey, we're gonna do an indie art movie, mm -hmm. crazy with this tiny plot." Yeah, and but it's gonna, not about the plot. It's about it's about the character, a character study in a way, and we're gonna create like a cult classic. Nicolas Cage said so. They had very. This movie came out. A year and a half or two years later after they shot, they had a lot of disputes. Yeah, not a good sign. Uh, they, they owe money, they, all of that. And it, it came out in 1989, I believe, which is where the summer of Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. Oh, wow. So you can probably see that, you know, yeah. that movie. Batman and then a, a you know, which a movie about it is bat. about bad. <laughs> it is about bad. He's so like, I, I don't, am I don't think people man. watch two bad movies. You know, they chose the the... the Two bat movies in 1989. <laughs> right. So I, I feel like at that point, you know, the, the movie uh, wasn't going to come. Nicolas Cage didn't know if it was going to actually get released. And, and he Sorry. says something at that time where it's like, okay, even if this movie doesn't come out now, someone will find it later and the, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be valued later. Which is what happened. And that's, so he he knew somehow that he had the faith and the commitment to this movie that's... One day they'll meme me. Right. Yeah. And, oh, and it's that, crazy man. that it, it has, you know, had that second life later on in the... Because he was an artist on it. I really believe that. Like, when yeah. you really love what you're doing and you're like, you know what? I made 40 grand on this movie. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I think people will like it eventually because I gave my heart into it. Yeah. I think that's so inspiring for me. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's it, a, I mean, it's not even good for me to watch. It's just going to continue to enable me to do crazy things. Like, right. The, you know, right. I mean, unwavering. On yeah. shows. Right. The unwavering of Nick Cage of just like it. not going, oh yeah, making excuses. Like, no, this is it. I put my heart and soul and I believe in it. I, I still believe in it. I love Plot, that. I don't care. I, I loved it. Ownership, I did this for me. Confidence. Yeah, it's cool. It's 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 rare. And a lot of art is about that. You you know. Yes. It's it's about uh, I mean, everybody will say no, so you still have to push through all of that. We have been your... in those situations ourselves. Yeah. You have to be so confident through them, and it doesn't matter. And I think what goes through my mind when I have when I have to spark confidence out of nothing in order to complete a task in any of the shows you work on where yeah. it's a little crazy, most people would say no, is I I just really think like this is for the greater good. Like okay. it is a good thing to like be crazy. It There's is an, funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's just something that comes over me where I feel like like it's bigger than me. Yeah. Like it's a you're a part of Hollywood lore in a way. So but uh 
what what would you say? You know, I I think this movie is, is a treat. I think people are gonna get mad. They're gonna laugh. They're gonna love it. They're gonna hate it. It's one of those things. It's not gonna. You're not gonna ever be indifferent watching this movie. But mm -hmm. what would be your like? You know, ten second pitch on why should people watch uh, Vampire's Kiss? Pete? People ten should seconds. watch. People should watch Vampire's Kiss because it's unusual. You don't see this style of acting in anything. It's Nick Cage at his most unhinged uh, performance of all time. Um, other ones you can watch. Deadfall is another one. Uh, uh, Bad Lieutenant is, is a good one, of course. Uh, uh, National Treasure. Na yeah. uh, Wicker Man. So if I've you like that movie. if you like Nick Cage, watch watch this one. It's his, he's his favorite movie. It's Nick Cage's favorite movie, so you can yeah. you can know you're in that's for a ride. Good enough for me. Yeah, um, that's why. Watch it for him. He's done 117 movies. This is the his his pin, pinnacle right here is is Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, um, and you'll like Andres said, you'll have a reaction. We're at 20 seconds. Okay, so um, I'll I'll. Just, oh, you timed me. No, I'll just finish by speak. saying uh, thank you for joining one more week. Uh, Go watch Vampire Kiss. You guys will 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 be grateful that uh, we introduced this movie to to all of you, and uh, come next week for another great episode of SOS VHS. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for having me. I love you. Love you too. Can I bite your neck? No. Bring, bring, yes. Bring back the skeleton. <laughs>